Get ready, it's time. Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck, is the most powerful voice in women's issues today. As the owner of Motherhood Incorporated, Sandra brings you inspiring, influential, and interesting resources to help you navigate everything from childcare to corporate formation. Each episode of Motherhood Talk Radio features guests who all have a story, experts in their field, and information you won't want to miss. We bring you everything from the latest crafting tips to how to be sexy in your 40s. From great parenting tips to moms facing some tough challenges, and most importantly, how to bounce back with style. Motherhood Talk Radio helps you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Being all you can be starts right here, right now. Let's do it. Here's your host, Sandra Beck. Hey everybody, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Dwayna Welch of Love Factually and we're going to talk about why old-fashioned dating is the new feminism and you know Dwayna, I watch my kids who are teenagers and they're teenage girls and we have lots of discussions in our household about feminism because the kids say, oh, my mom's a feminist and she's a single mom and she's a company owner, but she's still pretty and she's still feminine and she has, she's a girl. And it was interesting to go, well, how do we define feminism today? Because when I was growing up, feminism was kind of a dirty word and nobody wanted to be a feminist and then you go into college and things and you realize oh my gosh my definition of feminism changed to be more a protectorate of feminine of the female personality psyche whatever body all of these things but i think it's a hot button word these days so i want to know how you define it yeah it's been a hot button word as far as i can tell ever since the word came into being to probably be because a lot of times the word feminism is construed to be synonymous with the most vocal people who support feminism, many of whom are frankly justifiably angry. Angry, right. They're angry because, you know, women are still throughout the United States mostly making uh, 67 cents for the a dollar for that the man is making for the exact same work with the exact same amount of experience. So, you know, I mean, obviously that's not fair. And, you know, I understand the anger. I am a feminist and you're right. There are different definitions. I'd like to start with what my definition is and yours may be different. My definition is as a feminist, I want women to have all the same opportunities as men without having to become men. Thank you. I love that. That, that kind of goes in alignment with my protectorate of being female. Yes. Unfortunately, right now in dating, we have basically, even liberals like myself, as a group, we have basically been telling girls and women that if a man holds open the door for you, puts his arm on the small of your back, guiding you into a restaurant, If he pays for dinner or you expect him to pay for dinner, that that is the patriarchy controlling you. Right. And that really you need to date more like a man. 
And what's interesting to me is that this extends, research is proven, this extends to sexuality, which means that women are having sex the way that we used to expect that men were having sex. And a few years ago, re research came out showing that the average 14-year-old boy was watching 14 episodes of pornography every day. Wow. Which shapes the way that boy thinks about the female body, how to treat the female body, how much emotional investment to give to someone with a female body. Again, this is heterosexual porn we're talking about. I realize there are all kinds of orientations. The research is mostly about heterosexuals. So unless I say otherwise, let's assume that I'm talking about heterosexual research and relationships today. Dr. Duena Welch, I'm just going to stop you here for a moment because today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, there are times in life when we're faced with tough choices and the path forward is not clear. When I got divorced, I had a three-year-old and a three-month-old and my choice to get divorced wasn't my choice. My husband met someone else and left and I was dealing with decisions about the house, my company, my career, my relationships, and it spun me upside down and I really didn't know how to climb out of this river that I had fallen through. And that's where therapy really helped me. It helped me understand and manage my emotions. It helped me address and resolve the trauma that I had been through. It helped restore my confidence in making a new relationship by improving my relationship skills and developing better communication. It also helped me change some really unhelpful patterns and it was a great dumping ground for for me to put all of my anger and frustration and sadness and fear so I wasn't a burden to my family and friends. Now, if you sound like me and you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And all you need to do is fill out this brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So if you want to let therapy be your map with BetterHelp, visit BetterHelp.com dot com slash motherhood talk today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash motherhood talk. Visit betterhelp.com slash motherhood talk today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash motherhood talk. Now we're talking today with Dr. Duana Welch about the research that she did that said old fashioned values are the new feminine. The research showed that for the first time since scientists have been looking at a desire for marriage and commitment, for the first time ever, boys reduced their desire for these things. Mm -hmm. It was directly associated with the amount of pornography they were consuming. At sure. the same time, they started to believe that penetrating a woman anally and choking her during sex were normative activities that he should expect women to perform and women and that women should be expected to enjoy watching pornography and that it would liberate them effectively i remember being in graduate school of course streaming porn wasn't a thing when i was in grad school people had to actually go in somewhere and rent that but even then we knew from research that men who watched even one hour of porn these were grown-up men not teenagers who are much more impressionable. And it was just one hour. It wasn't 14 episodes in a day. One hour. Grown men became less invested in the current partnership that they had 
less attracted to their current partner and projected less commitment in the future. All things that I think we can agree and science definitely proves it. As you know, my whole thing is science sure, and how we can use it to make our lives better, our love lives better. Science show that women want commitment. They want investment. They want love. Porn doesn't offer any of that. It offers, it caters to a desire for endless variety and no woman can provide endless variety. There's no competing with that. Right. And, and, I, and porn yeah. stays, the body stays the same. It's 19, 20, 25 years old. Everything's in the right place. Like when you're 50, things have changed. So how do you compete with some video person that never ages? Yes. And even if you were 20 years old and had an amazing you know, body that was the flavor of the month. It's the flavor of the month, right? That porn offers an endless supply of those folks, the desire for variety. It's not just the desire for perfection. It's the desire for variety. A 20 year old can't compete with that. No. So what I'm saying is that feminism right now is saying that women consuming pornography is liberating and women having hookups is liberating because we get to behave like men. And what research is showing is that women who are actually doing these things are looking back at it and realizing that it gave the men what they wanted, right. but they didn't get what they wanted. So, you know, the, you know, I wrote Love Factually, 10 Proven Steps for My Wish to I Do, and it's a science-based dating advice book. It's based on science, but it's just like this conversation, right. friendly and just a conversation, but it's got references in the back of the book. So it's not just my opinion, in other words. I just have a quick question before we yeah. move on to the next topic. So, you know, when we look at pornography, teaching people what's beautiful teaching people what's what's attractive does it also shape people's view on what is attractive like you know you mentioned the choking thing or like you know um, in pornography there's a lot of like women on women and and men on men does that is that changing the perception of what people find attractive like if you watch a lot of women you know men like to watch threesomes like two women will that change somebody's preference of going well i could be okay with men and women or is that more innate in us yes so um when people watch porn the more they watch, the more they are influenced by it. But porn serves a very specific kind of psychology, the mating psychology that prefers endless variety. There are women who have that psychology, but there aren't very many. Gotcha. By and large, women have a psychology that is geared toward finding a partner. And look, anyone who list is listening who's getting offended because, well, I don't feel that way, that's fine if you don't feel that way. Sure. I'm saying that science shows that most heterosexual women, most of the time, however, do feel this way. And that's what I'm here to talk about today is science, which is about predicting what most people are going to do and feel most of the time. So women, it turns out, don't 
change their preference to be loved and committed to, but they do change their behavior to match what they think is expected of them. Gotcha. So really young women are getting breast implants who they had bodies that were perfect before, and they're doing it largely because of pornography. Sure. Um, they are allowing their boyfriends to choke them. I read research uh, recently that showed that something over 45%, I'm going to, I don't remember the exact percentage. I remember it was over 45% of young adults in heterosexual relationships they were being choked during sex and by they were being choked. The men were not being choked. Gotcha. It was the women. Look at that's, that's the porn script. Women don't choke men, men choke women. Right. Women don't actually like it. And that was the other interesting thing. This, the research asked, do you like it? And the women said, no, it scares me. It hurts. I don't like it, but they do it. They're expected to do it. They feel like they're expected to do it. And that's um, what I was saying earlier about my book was really so that you'll understand. I'm saying this knowing that I'm going to get some blowback. I'm saying this because my book talks about dating in a way that's considered old fashioned, but dating that way because it's actually feminist. Right. Feminism is not about becoming men. And meeting male desires to match their every fantasy. That's catering to men. That's actually, I would argue, the opposite of feminism. I'm not saying you can't make a man happy and be a feminist. But I am saying, if you want commitment, men who are choking you are very unlikely to give it. They're extremely unlikely to give it. If you want to have a man who's proud to hold your hand in the street and introduce you to his friends and his family. The men who watch a lot of porn and then expect you to engage in the same acts they're watching are very unlikely to give it. They will give those things to the woman who won't do them usually. I know that that's not a popular message, but it is a feminist message because it is a message that says, have sex the way that you want to have behave in a way that gives you the results that you want. Giving men sex that doesn't fulfill you is the opposite of feminism, right? It's the opposite. When I talk about, about dating in my book and I talk about if you're a man court, the way that men bond emotionally to a particular woman is by making effort. Mm -hmm. They enjoy making the effort for the right woman. If you aren't the woman they're going to make an effort for, I want you to understand you just got a very important message. You were good enough to choke or anally penetrate or have some kind of sex after your very first date, but you were not going to be good enough to marry. That's once you're in category Miss Right now, it's really hard to get back to Miss Right. And most women want marriage still. They want family. They want devotion. It's okay to want those things. It's also not feminist to think that the things women want are silly. Right. Women want those things. And you should have the right to have what you want. That's feminist. That's right. Exactly. 
giving up everything that women really, truly, even today, lots of studies prove that we want these things and that they truly make us happy. Marriage makes women happy. It's not just one more lifestyle choice among others. Women who get married are on average much happier than women who simply cohabit. I know it's not a popular message, but it remains in surveys that are anonymous what women want, including liberal women, including feminist women. When we give that up because we feel ashamed, that's not suiting what we want. Think about who that suits. It suits a very particular kind of man, not even all men. It suits the kind of man who wants endless sexual variety and they don't want to hear no from you. Right. And they, really don't, and they don't want to make an effort. They well, no. no I mean, by when men make an effort, they fall in love. If they don't make an effort, they're giving a strong indicator that well, David Buss, who's the most famous scientist in the world on the topic of evolutionary mating psychology, refers to men as dads and cads. He says the men who are going to devote themselves to you are going to court you. Right. Scientifically proven in 130-something societies right now. And the men who expect you as the woman to do the heavy lifting, text them, be think that, hey, babe, should rock your world, split the dinner bill, uh, expect you to have forms of sex that you don't want to have. That's not feminist. If you don't want to have that form of sex, don't do it. Well, and I want to, you know, bring up something that I've noticed as I, I watch my kids and, you know, this generation with texting with things mm -hmm. is I'm watching the boys <coughs> sit back and let the girls come to them. Yes. They're not making any efforts. I watched it even with my own kids saying, hey, you know, this is not okay. Like you're you're part of this but there's this whole like generation of women who believe i can text a man i can go out and i can ask him out i can do all this stuff and they're proud of it mm -hmm. but then i watch even my own boys sit back and get spoiled going eh, why would i make the effort i want to make it really clear i have three degrees in a certification i have a phd in psychology i i have power I am not advocating that women give up power, but I am saying if you do the pursuing of a man, you did, you just gave up your just, power. Amen. You gave, you gave up your power and called it feminism. You catered to a very specific mindset that is a non-commitment mindset and called it feminism. What it really was, was letting men sit back and reap the rewards of your work while you didn't get anything that you really wanted. Can you call a man and chase him? Yes, you can. Will a man who wants to get married and have a family respond positively to that? Almost never. Right. Almost I never. See that. And by the way, I've worked I, a third of my client base, you know, I see clients all over the world. A third of my client base is male. And some of them are so powerful, they can't find a woman who won't have sex with them on the first date, who won't call them, who won't offer to split half the bill, who won't try to take them out. And they say, 
I realized I can't emotional. I want to get married and have a family and I can't find anyone to do that with because I cannot emotionally connect when I am not doing the pursuing. Right. I can't do it. There are physiological reasons for that. I go into that with my book. I know it's a little beyond the scope today, mm -hmm. but from the, from, from the genetic code on up, men didn't just inherit broader shoulders and a stronger upper body. They also inherited a desire for certain kinds of behaviors that trigger them to offer commitment and other kinds of behaviors that trigger them to just want to have sex with you. And that's it. And they might have sex with you for years, but they're not going to make any commitment. Right, There's so many women that in, in hookup culture, they're told not to catch feelings. This made me cry the first time I read it. I read Peggy Orenstein's girls and sex. I read more, much more recently, Louise Perry, who also is a feminist, as is Peggy Orenstein. I want to emphasize this. We're all on the side of women's advancement here, women's opportunities. Louise Perry's book is called The Case Against the Sexual Revolution, A New Guide to Sex in the 21st Century. She's advocating for exactly what I'm advocating for. She just comes at it from a, um, a different perspective. Hers is not a dating advice book. Mine is. My book is for men and women. Her book is only for women. But it all boils down to the same thing. Factually speaking, men and women both benefit tremendously when women own their power to sit back and be treated well mm. and not to pursue. That is powerful. The power to live your life and not respond to men who won't make an effort is the real power. It gets you what you want instead of catering to a man's short-term mating desire that doesn't get you what you want. That is not feminism. So, um, you know, I'm glad to see that, that the message has started percolate because those other books were not being read that much. Some of them weren't even out at the time that Love Factually, 10 Proven Steps first came out. You know, the new edition is brand new. It's from 2022. But at, because science just keeps rolling along and I added a bunch of new stuff. But um you know, in 2015, when I wrote the very first one, I got a lot of flack saying that I was disempowering women. You know who I got the flack from? Women. I didn't have a single man dispute what I said. They all said, yeah, when we want a woman, we know how to chase her. When women deliver it to us, we don't ever get serious about that woman. Right. And you can see it. Like I can see it raising boys you know, and I, I, any mom who's listening today or a young girl who happens to come across this podcast to learn things, I can tell you what you're teaching today is exactly what I'm seeing with my own kids and their peer group. Yeah. And it, they're not interested in the girl who calls him 10 times, who sends him all these presents, who gives him everything, who, who gives out, puts out, you know, the first thing. They think they're somehow superior, but they don't realize they become disposable because there's another one calling. You know, I've watched my one son. Uh, I looked at his phone one point and, uh, you know, he's six five. He's really good looking, you know, and he's got, you know, 20 texts. Who's going to, how are you going to stick out? He is going to commit to the one that doesn't chase him. That is predictable. 
He will do it. You know, I, you know that I'm a newlywed. Yes, you are a newlywed. I am a newlywed. I'm, 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 I'm blissfully married. And I just want to say, since this isn't video, that even though my professional photo was taken when I had rivers of long hair, I cut my own hair in April of the pandemic, and I've been cutting my own hair ever since. It's short. And um, I mean, I'm not hideous to look at, but I don't turn heads on the street. I'm in my 50s, and I'm married to a gorgeous man who is all the things women say they want. And I did exactly what I teach people to do in my books. And I want to emphasize again, my books are for men and women, but it doesn't, it doesn't help men either if they can't emotionally bond and they don't emotionally bond when women do the heavy lifting and the chasing. They emotionally bond when they make effort. It turns reward systems on in their brain. Human nature is what it is, and it's not changing anytime soon. No. And so one of the things I got told, and I get told a lot in my work, because I ask women to date in an old-fashioned way, and that means holding off on sex until both people are in love, and the man has asked for commitment without being prodded, asked for exclusivity, not necessarily to get married, but being exclusive, and uh, that he hasn't just said he loves her proactively. He has proven it through his behaviors and women around the world have lots of behaviors they look for and they're accurate about when men fall in love with them. So I've been told by women recently, young women, but also women who are midlife and beyond because my client base starts at 25 and, and, and currently I have people who are 80. I, it's, it's the whole spectrum and they all say the same thing, which is, will men really put up with that? And I'll say it's the only thing they'll put up with when it comes to making commitment. It's almost the only thing. Are there exceptions? Sure. There are people who smoke till they're 80 and they die of something else. However, two thirds of people who use who smoke cigarettes die from directly from something related to those cigarettes. It's not the way to bet. You will meet people who chase she chased her husband down and he's madly in love with her, but it is not the way to bed. I'm telling you what works for most people. Most of the time I did exactly what I teach people to do. I met Carrie in seven days after I thoroughly prepared. Preparation is key. I knew exactly what I was going to do. I did it. I met him in seven days. I didn't get exclusive with him right away. I certainly didn't get sexual with him right away. I'm crazy. We're crazy in love with each other. Crazy in love. We went to a restaurant a couple nights ago and the woman who was waiting on us said basically hashtag goals. She was 22 and my husband's 61 and I'm 54. And she said, you give me hope. Well, how I got there was doing some things that are considered old fashioned, but they actually are they very, work. very, they work and they work for me as a feminist, but they also work for him because men want love too. Sure. And how are they going to get it if they can't bond with women who are catering to a short-term mating psychology rather than long-term? Women have mostly a long-term mating psychology. They switch to short-term in periods of war, starvation, poverty. Men concurrently have short-term and long-term almost all the time their whole lives because they can Frankly, they could populate their own planet with enough sexual access to fertile women. So that is an evolutionary adaptation. I don't mean it's good. I mean, it worked. 
Right. So women think by meeting men's short-term desires, it will turn into long-term. No. Look, what happens when you cater to a man's short-term desires is he thinks you will do this with everyone. And I, I challenge you to find the man who says at a party about his wife, I knew I wanted her for the mother of my children. She gave me a blowjob on the first date. Right. Or she's been with everybody in my group. Yeah, that that's, again, I know this sounds like it's not feminist, but what isn't feminist is catering to short-term mating psychology, yearning to have commitment and then not getting it. That's not feminist. Feminist that's is pragmatism that caters to your needs as a woman. I love that. So if you guys love what you heard today, go ahead and check out Duana Welch and her book, Love Factually. You can get it. There's actually an Audible. I was looking it up because I'm a one that likes to listen in the car. There is a Kindle version. There's an audiobook version. And there's a paperback. And you can check out her website. What was that website again? LoveSciencemedia.com. So if you go to LoveSciencemedia.com, you're going to see all my books. The podcast that I've been in, there's something like, I don't know, 80 hours or more at this point of podcast. You'll see the ar many articles that I've written. You'll see uh, fun articles that I didn't write, but I liked them. So I went ahead and posted them there. And you'll also, you'll get a lot of free stuff. Plus, if you want to email me or set a coaching session, I do uh, 15 minute free coaching sessions for people who think they might want to establish a working relationship with me. You can do that. I answer every email that I get for free as soon as I possibly can. And if you are wanting to reach out to me, please do be happy to hear from you. I love that. Well, thank you, Duana Welch. Love Factually, 10 Proven Steps from I Wish to I Do. We'll be back again soon. Thanks for being with us today on Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck. Join us again. We've got something you won't want to miss. Motherhood Talk Radio is a production of Beck Multimedia.